Today, we begin our look at top Islanders prospects with Bodie Wild. Can he bounce back from a rough 2021-2022? And a listener question about whether the Islanders should seek to reacquire a puck-moving defenseman that could help the team. All that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind, and we do have a listener question coming up later on in today's show. Plus, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Uh, busy offseason, important offseason. We'll have all the news about the draft, free agency, trade rumors, prospects, you name it. We'll have it covered for you between now and the start of training camp in September right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So we're going to start a series now on the Islanders' top prospects. And today we're going to start with defenseman Bodie Wild. And, you know, the last time we kind of discussed Bodie Wild on the show, uh, we were talking about him in training camp and the Montreal native was the only player in the Islanders organization who refused to get a COVID vaccine. And as a result, the Islanders loaned him uh, to a team in the second tier Swedish league, uh, Vesterviks IK. And I hope I'm even coming close to pronouncing that right. Now, Wild was considered a, a, a very good prospect, 6'3", 195 pounds, uh, spent two years uh, in 2019, 2020, 2020-2021 uh, with Bridgeport. But because of COVID, uh, Bodie Wild only played a total of 42 games over those two seasons with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, now the Bridgeport Islanders. 
He had three goals and eight points total in those two seasons. Had 16 penalty minutes, and he was a combined minus eight uh, in those two years. Now, he was loaned out to uh, the Swedish team, and in 40 games there, one goal, nine assists, 10 points, even plus minus, and only eight penalty minutes. When it comes to Bodie Wild right now, look, he's a big kid at 6'3", obviously needing to add a little, uh, a little more size to his frame uh, as far as muscle is concerned, to mature physically. That's always a part of it. And I think bigger hockey players take a little bit longer to get there, and defensemen tend to take a little bit longer to get there. But... There is a concern among a lot of scouts right now about Bodie Wild. Now, he's a great skater. He's got the size you want. He's a competitive kid, which is always uh, a plus. He's a right-handed shot. And he's a good offensive-minded player. But, you know, it, it, he's entering right now what is the final season of his entry-level contract, and you got to wonder, after two seasons in Bridgeport and one season in Sweden, where he didn't really put up great numbers offensively for a guy who is considered more offensive-minded, that's a concern. Uh, his refusal to get the vaccine could be a concern, not because I want to get political here, and I don't, but because the organization may view it as him not following what the uh, organization wants him to do for the benefit of all of the players in the organization. Whether Lou Lamorello holds that against him and says this kid's attitude is questionable as a result remains to be seen. But right now, um, look, you look at the scouting report, the potential is there. He's a good passer. He has patience, he has poise, he's physical, he has the ability with his hockey sense and vision to create time and space in the offensive zone. His shot is hard, it's low, it's fairly accurate, and he gets it off quickly. All of these things are uh, definitely benefits for Bodie Wild. The other thing is this, though. Wild is now 22. Uh, you're getting close to the time where you want to see this 2018 second-round pick start to make his mark in the NHL. And we'll see, you know, I assume he'll get an invitation to training camp. Again, whether the vaccine is a requirement in training camp or not, and whether he would get the vaccine or not, that remains to be seen as well. But as of right now, if I'm looking at Bodie Wild, uh, you know, you want him to do a little bit more in on the defensive side of things. He's more of an offensive-minded defenseman in spite of his speed and his... Uh, you know, in spite of his size, rather. Uh, and you want to see more production from him on the ice. So, you know, Bodie Wild again, only uh, a mediocre 
10-point season in Sweden in 40 games, but then in the playoffs, three points in seven games, that's a little bit more to your liking, I think. Um, Again, the, the, the question becomes whether or not he starts to be productive as a pro. In juniors, we know Bodie Wilde put up some very good numbers. Uh, you know, 2018-2019, 70 points in 62 games as a defenseman. 19 of those goals followed that up uh, in 2019-2020 with 14 points in 11 games in the OHL and then going up to Bridgeport for the rest of the season until that season ended prematurely. So, you know, it's getting to the point with Bodie Wild where it's put up or shut up. And he's got one more year left on his contract. I think, again, assuming everything straightens out with the uh, COVID vaccine situation, that he'll be welcome back into camp and have a chance to show the coaching staff. And now it's the new coaching staff what he can do. Now, Lane Lambert, obviously familiar with Wild from past training camps, but Bodie Wild, this is a pivotal crossroads season for him. If he does well in training camp this year and or, you know, he has a chance to maybe somehow make this roster or at least more importantly, I think, if he has a strong season in Bridgeport, he has uh, a chance to really solidify himself as a genuine prospect and then fight for a roster spot either later this coming season or heading into 2023-2024. So lots to think about, but a vital season for Bodie Wild. We've got more to get to on today's episode when we come back. We will talk about a listener email that asks about the possible reacquisition of an Islanders, former Islander puck-moving defenseman. We'll talk about that. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. It's a goalie uh, who spent parts of two seasons with the Islanders. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto, so why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So, go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So we have a, a, a listener email, a question from uh, Matt, and Matt asks this. I can't recall if it was discussed earlier uh, in the offseason or not, but what do you think of looking at Nick Letty again? From watching the Blues in the playoffs, he looks like he can still move well. 
I know it doesn't meet the goal of getting younger, but I think it might be an option to consider, especially because he already knows the system. I read he may be looking at four years, which I'd be at on, but two to three years, I think, could be a consideration. I wouldn't go near Burns with that cat pit and age alone. Three years is a long time for a guy in his late 30s. Great work as usual, Matt. Matt, first of all, thank you for the email and for the kind words about the podcast. It's always greatly appreciated. You know, Nick Letty, reacquiring Letty is an interesting thought. He is 31 years old. It's not the same as a Brent Burns, who we talked about on yesterday's show, who, you know, was 37. And Letty wouldn't cost as much as Burns. And not only does Nick Letty know the system, which you mentioned, Matt, but he also knows many of the players on this roster. He knows, you know, Pellick, Pulak, Mayfield, uh, he's been in camp and, and even on teams uh, with Noah Dobson. He knows a lot of the forwards on this team still. And this past year, in he, he split time between the Red Wings, where obviously that team struggled on the ice, and then the Blues. And Letty, in 75 games combined with those two teams, three goals, 24 points, 22 penalty minutes. Not earth-shattering numbers, but here's the thing you notice. The Blues, which is a team that had a lot more talent and a lot more depth than the Red Wings, he was almost a point-every-other-game player. If you put him on the, uh, you know, prorate his season with the Blues, he is right where he was, maybe a little, a little behind where he was with the Islanders, in 2020-21, he would have about 31-32 points in 80 games uh, if you prorate his season with the Blues. In the playoffs, he was a little better. Nine games, one goal, five points. That would be about a 37-38 point season. And I'll tell you, he would fit in as a second pair defenseman again. Uh, Letty is a left-handed shot. He would fit in in that respect. I, I, I think there are reasons that it would be logical, to say the least, to think about bringing uh, Nick Letty back. But uh, I, I think, Matt, you hit on something. I don't think the Islanders should offer him four years. I think giving him three or maybe three with an option uh, might make more sense. And, you know, they traded Nick Letty not because they didn't think he could get the job done anymore, but because they were going to lose him or one of two forwards in the expansion draft for nothing, and they wanted to get something back for him. And there was also cap hit involved. Now the Islanders have more cap space. So the question becomes, when it comes to uh, Nick Letty, uh, you know, would you be able to get him at a reasonable rate in order to have him fit in on the team and have him fit in on the cap? I think 
the biggest issue with Letty would be that he probably will be able to get a better deal somewhere else. That uh, another team may be willing to offer him more money and give him that fourth year than the Islanders are willing to offer him. Uh, but that being said, you know, you think back to 2020, 2021, and even 2019, 2020. Nick Letty is one of those guys that I think Islander fans realized, you know, at the time they complained, oh, he turns the puck over a little too often, he's a little too inconsistent in his own zone, and he had those issues, he had weaknesses at times in his own zone. But then Letty was traded, and you know what happened? I think his absence when he was gone Fans, a lot of fans, realized that Nick Letty was experienced and that the Islanders didn't have a player to replace his skill set. I don't think the days of, you know, 40-point seasons that we saw from Nick Letty in 2016, 17, 2017, 18, those, those very productive years are probably gone. But could you get 30 to 35 points out of Nick Letty? Probably. Could you get someone who could be on the second power play unit? Yeah. Could you get somebody who's experienced but not old? Yeah. And someone who knows the system, knows his teammates. And, you know, if you're looking to replace Nick Letty's skill set, one way to do it would be Nick Letty. I don't think it's likely but I think it would not be uh, out of the realm of possibility depending on what other offers Letty gets. The only way I kind of think this scenario works out is if the market for Letty kind of is lukewarm at best. He can't get that four-year really big deal that he wants elsewhere and ends up saying, okay, you know, I'll take a three-year deal or maybe you give him that fourth-year deal, but the fourth, you know, he, he doesn't have as high of an annual salary. There are ways to negotiate it, but I think if the market isn't red-hot for Letty and he has to do a little thinking and maybe take a little less money than he originally wanted to, the Islanders would be a logical place for him to return to if things break that way. We've got more to discuss on today's show. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goaltender who played with the Islanders at the turn of the century, uh, but is better known for his time with the Maple Leafs. We'll talk about that, and we'll announce a very special guest who we'll have on tomorrow's show. All that and more still to come on today's Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the Stanley Cup Finals and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. 
Bet Online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We are a day early on this one, but uh, Thursday will be the 51st birthday of former Islanders netminder Felix Potvin, the Anjou, Quebec native drafted by the Maple Leafs in the second round back in 1990. Uh, made his NHL debut during the 91-92 season and became the starter for Toronto in 92-93. Led them all the way to the conference final in the playoffs that year, playing in 21 playoff games. Was dealt to the Islanders in 19 at the end of the 98-99 season. Spent the rest of that season with the Isles and started the 1999-2000 campaign with the Islanders before being traded to the Vancouver Canucks, spent two years in Vancouver, three years in L.A. with the Kings, and then finished his career with the Boston Bruins in 2003-2004. Felix Potvin had 635 games in his NHL career. His goals against average, 2.76. He had a 9.05 save percentage and 32 shutouts. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. And Potvin, you know, stylistically, kind of an angles and acrobatic kind of a goalie. I, I always liked watching him. When he was on his game, he was just exciting in between the pipes. April 12th, 1999 at the Old Continental Airlines Arena in New Jersey, the Islanders and the Devils, Felix Potvin, obviously the goalie for the Islanders. Martin Brodeur, the future Hall of Famer, was in goal for the Devils that day. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first, midway through the first period. Vladimir Orzog, his first from Dmitry Nabokov and Barry Richter at 12-17, 1-0 Islanders. Then Ken Danico off for roughing. And Max Lindgren scores on the power play at 19.55 of the period. Ziggy Palfi and Brian Smolinski with the assist. 2-0 Islanders after the first period. In the second period, the Islanders are down a man when Kenny Janssen was called for interference. And Brian Ralston made them pay. His 22nd, Randy McKay and Bobby Holik with the assist at 5.04. After 40 minutes, the Isles were clinging to a 2-1 lead. In the third, Mike Watt extends the Islanders' lead, his eighth from Dmitry Nabokov at 8.09. But Jason Arnett answered less than a minute and a half later for the Devils, his 27th, Peter Sikora and Patrick Eliash with the assist. And then the Islanders clinch the win, Claude Lapointe, his 14th from Trevor Linden at 17.41. Islanders win this one. By a score of 4-2. to But why did we pick this game for Felix Potvin, you ask? Well, the Islanders were outshot in this game 57-23. to 57-23. 55 saves for Felix Potvin in this win by the Islanders. This was a Devils team that was 20 one games over 500 coming into this game they were 44 23 and 11 the islanders were 22 47 and 10 but felix potvin stood on his head in this one 
in order to give the Islanders the win. Brian Ralston had six shots on goal. Dave Andrichuk, Jason Arnett, Patrick Eliash, Lyle Odeline, they each had five, and the Devils had 57 shots. Every player on the Devils roster, except Martin Brodeur, had at least one shot on goal in this game. So, uh, a great performance by Felix Potvin, who struggled on some not-so-great Islanders teams at that point, but uh, he had a great game against the Devils there, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We wish him a happy birthday one day early. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have a special guest. Uh, we always have been working on you know profiles of different players who are uh, prospects in this year's NHL draft. Tomorrow, we will have one of them on the show. Goaltender Chase Coward uh, will be our guest on the show. He played with the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, the last few years, uh, and he is going to be a prospect in this year's draft. The Islanders have expressed some interest in Chase, so we'll have him here. And uh, if you have any questions for him, uh, email them to me or hit me up on Twitter with them ASAP because uh, I will be conducting the interview on uh, Wednesday evening. So, if you have questions you want me to ask to Chase Coward, feel free to uh, send them my way, and I'll be sure to ask them if, uh, as long as they're appropriate, basically. So looking forward very much to that, and please make sure you join us because it should be great to hear the sort of the mindset of a draft prospect. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.